0: Hey, welcome to the porch. We're out here every Monday with new episodes, so you can follow, subscribe, or whatever it is you have to do to get a notification so you can join us every week out here. Thanks for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy.
1: How goes it, dude? Oh, it goes.
0: I, apologize. I
1: uh... Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> you, you go ahead.
1: I was going to apologize because I'm still a little sick. So I, I apologize to the listeners for my nasally voice and uh, if I cough.
0: I was going to apologize for making you wait so that I could poop.
1: Oh, that's all good, dude.
0: <laughs> dude, I tell you what, like, at the risk <laughs> of TMI, who, who am I kidding? We've talked about way more in-detail poop-related <laughs> things on this podcast. Yes, yes, we Recently, have. Recently, dude? So, like, obviously, I drink a coffee before work. Like, I, I make my own coffee, and I, I don't – that sounds way more – Fancy than it is. I brew a pot of coffee for work.
1: <laughs> a little barista, uh, are you?
0: Yeah. Um, so I drink a thing of coffee like when I'm driving to work, which everyone knows coffee makes you poop. But then on top of that, recently to help like lose some weight, my wife bought these like slim down protein shakes, <laughs> or, like, protein powder, which I can only <laughs> imagine is just like tapeworms mixed with protein powder. Yeah. Because like, how else is that going to make you lose weight? By drinking a right. protein shake, but I've been drinking them and they have been working. So, whatever magic they have in them, I don't know how <laughs> it works. But, dude, when I tell you the war that goes on in my stomach when those two drinks mix is insane. <laughs> but, like, yeah. that's my breakfast is that protein shake. I have to drink it. And, oh, God, dude, it is. I'm miserable for <laughs> morning after that
1: yeah dude i uh one time olivia like she was like hey i'm gonna do like a juice cleanse it's where you just drink this juice for like five days or something it's supposed to like get the toxins out of your body and you're supposed to feel great and blah 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 she's <laughs> like will you do it with me And i was like i guess and dude, I only made it through like two or three days because it gave me the absolute wickedest shits I've ever had in my life. Yeah, dude.
0: Well, that's what they don't tell you. They call you. They call it a juice cleanse, and they're like, "Yeah, it gets the toxins out, but it's violent diarrhea. Like that's why it, gets yeah. it out."
1: There's <laughs> something healthy for once putting into my body. I think my body was just violently rejecting it. It's like, what the hell is this? Get this out of here
0: now. <laughs> Get this out. We don't eat vegetables or fruits. Get this shit out of here.
1: (laughs) Dude, I'd be with a client and that shit would hit me and I'd be like, oh my God, I've got it. We've, we've got to go. Like we've got to go to some place with a restroom. (laughs)
0: Dude, that's, I mean, that's what happens to me. I'll be in class and you know, my stomach will hit one of the classic. My (laughs) students are like, oh, Cameron, you're hungry. And I'm like, quite the opposite kids.
1: Quite the opposite. (laughs) Mm, yes, I'm so
0: hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be farther from the truth. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, dude. It's stuff. So anyways, I apologize for for postponing by a couple of minutes so I could get that out of my body.
1: Oh good dog. I was just feel great now though. Good. Good. <laughs> I was just goofing around on Call of Duty and then uh I came down and started a fire in my fireplace. Not just like I did just setting it on
0: fire. Just decided to burn this fucking to burn this house down. I'm over it.
1: <laughs> the insurance company kind of
0: kind Gonna commit, ar- you know. gonna
1: commit <laughs> So, before I record the pod, I'll probably just burn my house down real quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit!
1: But yeah, I wouldn't do anything. I apologize to you for post, having to postpone our normal recording time. That's why this episode came out late. It's all my fault. So send all your hate mail at me.
0: Just send us mail. We can, um, I mean, just send us something, please.
1: Yeah, tweet <laughs> hate, us or something. Hate,
0: positivity, anything. Interact with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, here's what my... I wanted to talk about. Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, sorry, my washer was like, whenever it gets done, it's like, do, 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 do,
0: do, 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 do. Oh, just sings a
1: little like bit. Yeah, it's fucking annoying.
0: <laughs> no, I can't hear it. I didn't hear it at all. Okay, good. Um, What I was going to say, something I wanted to talk about, because uh, this was interesting to me. You, do you know the phenomenon or the. The situation where you feel somebody is staring at you and so like you look and like you you find that person like that phenomenon. Yeah. Would would you believe me if I told you there's a word for it? It is so common that there is a word for it. Really? Yep. What is it? I looked it up. Well, god damn it, I knew you were gonna call me out and I wasn't ready. <laughs> 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 I looked it up yesterday and I forgot to save it. Um, word for feeling people looking at you.
1: I always feel Uh, like somebody's watching me. What is it?
0: Oh, wait, that's the fear of being stared at. What the fuck? Ah, so it's usually referred to as the psychic staring effect, but it can also be referred to as, I'm going to butcher this, scopus, scopus scopusathasia, I believe is how you'd pronounce that scopastasia Sure, that one. I teach English. Um, yes, it is the <laughs> phenomenon which humans humans detect being stared at by extrasensory means. So, in other words, we're all superheroes.
1: Wow! fucking. Crazy? I I didn't know I was a superhero.
0: I know, isn't that wild? It, and and apparently, it, what it is it that like to,
1: makes us do that? You know.
0: I don't know, but according to this Wikipedia page, the idea was first explored by psychologist Edward B. Titcher Titchener, sorry. Titter uh, in eighteen yeah, Ed Titter in eighteen ninety eight, after students in his junior classes reported being able to feel when somebody was looking at them, even though they could not see this person. So huh. it goes back to eighteen ninety eight.
1: That's gotta be it's some kind of like survival instinct, oh, 100%. right?
0: That is a that has to be an evolutionary survival t- like trait. Yeah. Of just yeah, feeling like a predator is looking at you. Which kinda makes you wonder, you know, if humans are supposed to be like the you know, the top of the chain yeah. course, that caused us to to develop that. Other than, you know, tigers, bears, all the animals that could literally kill humans in like five seconds. Oh my. I, don't get. I get I get that humans are supposed to be the top because like we can think for ourselves, but like come on now. You really think we're the elite predator here? Ain't no else. Well,
1: we, we also have guns and shit. Like that's what makes us <laughs> the elite.
0: Airport. Touche.
1: <laughs> we're just out in the wild though. I'm toast.
0: Yeah, hand to hand combat, you're gonna lose probably.
1: Except for a kangaroo, dude, I stand by that. I would fuck a kangaroo up.
0: You would not. A kangaroo would kill you in like three seconds.
1: No, I'd jump Do in his I pouch switch? and start beating up his insides.
0: <laughs> oh God, that's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, it's accurate. It's it's that you definitely could access his insides from in there, but it is a disgusting image. <laughs> Good God! But. The reason why I brought anyway. that up, <laughs> sorry, the reason why I brought that up is because, I mean, I feel like that one is pretty obvious that, like, everybody experiences that. You know, I mean, there's, like, you were singing, like, there's literally a song about it. Like, I, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Yeah. Um, But, like, it made me wonder if there's any other, I guess, sensations or, like, things like that that you've experienced or that I've experienced that we are unaware of is like a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a more commonly shared experience than realized. Or if you, you know, you thought some, I don't know, you saw on Twitter that other people experienced something that you thought was kind of a just you thing. Uh, I do have an example, if you would like me to tell you one.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: So, kind of a little different, not necessarily feeling like someone's staring at me, but like, when I was a kid, whenever I would ride in the car, I would always picture somebody like running on like the power lines outside. Yes, dude, yes. Yeah. Like I genuinely thought that I was unique and creative as a kid because <laughs> I was like, I'm the only one doing this. And then I got on Twitter like two months ago, and everybody was like, Hey, you remember when you used to think somebody was running on the telephone wire when you're in the car? And I was like, God damn it.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. I I had yeah. never seen anybody tweet about that, but I did the same exact thing.
0: Yeah. So is that fucking wild? That like, you know what I mean? Like, that is it's, wild. It's so insane that that is a shared experience.
1: Yeah, and you like nobody talks about it. It's just you just no, do it. Yeah. Like it's not like you got the idea from somebody else.
0: Nope, I was literally just bored riding in the car, and I was like, "What if somebody's running on those fucking wires, dude?"
1: <laughs> I did. I I wasn't so much on the wires, but just on like the like beside the car and like jumping oh, over yeah. obstacles and stuff. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, I did that. <laughs> oh, they, and I also they would jump
1: like... over that mailbox right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I would also like put my hand out, uh, out the window and pretend that it was like surfing on the air. I did that one. I don't know if you ever did that.
1: Uh, I put my hand out and like feel the wind. I, I didn't, I didn't think I was surfing.
0: All right. All right. Maybe I, maybe I had a unique experience there. You know, like, like a little tech deck. I would like, put my fingers out the window. Like I had to oh, yeah, okay. Finger, I, got I didn't, and then i like, pretend like the little guy was surfing, surfing the wind.
1: Yeah. Surfing USA. So,
0: yeah. I was just wondering if you had anything like that.
1: Um. Not that I can think of off of my head. That I mean, that yeah, I was gonna say, if person you running know, beside the kind of car good. is great. I'm sure I have, so I just on the spot. I can't really think of any. Um, Well,
0: let me, let me look some up here. Shared experiences in humans. That's a normal thing to search. (laughs) Uh, Let's Um, see. There seems to be an article here. Go ahead. You're about to say something.
1: I was just going to say, going back to like the, the, like the survival instinct, aspect of it, I always thought it was it was weird how people you know we can almost feel like like you can feel like tension or mm. like there's certain you know certain situations that you're in where you're just like you're not consciously thinking about it, but you're like something's wrong like something feels off, you know what I mean, oh yeah, it's like that's got to be some kind of survival instinct that we. You know, are born I mean, with.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it, especially like, it, it's weird, right? Because it also, like, for me, I couldn't find any examples, by the way, so I'm just going to have to move off of that and we'll have to think of some maybe <laughs> later, to, to what you were saying. Yeah, like, the best example I can think of is like in a classroom. And what I was going to say is like, it's weird how that transcends languages. So, like, for example, like my first couple years here, You know, obviously I work with Japanese teachers and Japanese students and some of the kids were like, you know, they, they pushed the limit, if you will. And uh, like, I, I could feel the kids were obviously speaking Japanese just to clarify that. Um, So I didn't know what they were saying, but like, I could feel the tension rising, like the teacher getting frustrated and like about to snap, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, like when the teacher snapped and like obviously laid into him screaming is very easy to pick up but even the the build-up (laughs) to it was like it was crazy to me that i could feel almost like i don't want to say a dangerous thing because it wasn't dangerous but the way my body reacted was as if something dangerous was about to happen and it was crazy that yeah i I didn't know what the fuck they were saying but i still was conscious of the environment i guess yeah
1: like you were alert
0: yeah so i don't know dude it's pretty fucking crazy
1: Yeah. Um I yep. didn't think of one kind of as far as like doing stuff as a kid or I mean I still do it as an adult now <laughs> but um <laughs> you ever go around like your house and maybe I think this is pretty much just a guy thing but like you have to like jump up and touch like the like the top of the yeah. door frame or like Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> uh I still do that to this day. And Olivia's yeah. like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I, I gotta. I don't know. I just have to do it.
0: <laughs> I gotta do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah.
1: uh, at track practice today, we were in. We we're working on indoor stuff, and we were in the gym. And I walked past a basketball goal, and I just had to. I had to jump up and touch a net. Like I, yeah. Nothing consciously in my body told me to do that. I just, just did it. <laughs> just yeah. feel like I gotta do it.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. It is very much just like a I don't want to say like a natural instinct, but it is. Like it is just like a natural like reaction. Yeah. There is nothing like, nothing processes in my head that like, oh yeah, I want to touch that net, so I'm gonna run up and jump and touch it. It's just like gotta do it. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or like uh like oh like act like I'm Euro stepping like playing basketball sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah. And I, like, I'll step the wall, like, if I'm going from room to room sometimes. And the yeah. other day, I did it, and my wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'd step that wall real quick. And she's like, oh, I thought yeah, you were, you like, falling down. <laughs> 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 she was like, I thought you almost ran into the wall. I was like, no, I juke the shit out of that wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that wall, bro, I broke that wall's ankles. I can call him a doctor. No, yeah, I, I don't do the Euro step so much, but I always do like the uh, between the ankle crossover. That's the one I go for. I always oh, yeah. pretend I have yeah. like an imaginary basketball, take it through the legs and yeah. cross over my wife. And she's like, what the <laughs> fuck's wrong with you?
1: I, I do the like, same. I'll hit her with like a spin move, like a spin move yeah. off of her.
0: <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'll tell you what, I'm going to start doing, I'm going to bring soccer into it. I'm just going to start slide tackling my wife. There you two, go. two legs straight to the ankle. Just a diving slide tackle into my wife. See, see how she takes that one.
1: Got gotcha. you. Got to protect the ball.
0: <laughs> Got to protect the ball. That's mine now. Totally my ball. Um, for the sake of clarity, I'm not going to fucking abuse my wife. It was a joke. I'm not actually going to take my wife out at the ankles. Okay?
1: As long as you'll kick her in the shins.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Sheesh. Um... On a Kind of on the note of sports, changing the subject a little bit. And I'm going to have to, I don't want to say I'm going to have to tread lightly, but I recently watched a thing on Netflix. And by recently, I mean I literally watched it last night. <laughs> and it was, what is it? it? You know the untold stuff on Netflix? Like they did the Malice in the Palace and they've done that stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned track and field, which is what made me think of this. Um There is an untold on Caitlyn Jenner before Mm -hmm. she transitioned when she was Bruce Jenner and she won the decathlon like a gold in the decathlon and before people get upset I want to say that even Caitlyn in the documentary states that Bruce won that like she she has separated the achievements of Bruce and her current life as Caitlyn so if I refer to her as Bruce when I'm referring to the decathlon that is why so just gonna cover that base right now, but <laughs> the thing that I found <laughs> the thing that I found most interesting was that, like, you know, we we talked in the, uh, a while back about like great athletes and stuff, and like their mental state, like their drive to want to be the best. Yeah, and I, I mean, this is Caitlin's words, so I'm gonna take them as as fact, obviously. Um she claimed that like essentially the sole motivation for winning the decathlon or like even competing in it really was to like get the title of the greatest athlete in the world. Cause I don't know if you know this, if you win the decathlon, you're dubbed the greatest athlete in the world. Um, yeah. So wanted to get that title. And just because it was like the inner turmoil or conflict of like not accepting who she was at the time and like was trying to, be accepted in this group of athletes when she didn't feel like she belonged because she didn't know at the time, but she was struggling with her body identity and stuff. But I just thought, what a crazy, like, not out of spite, but you know what I mean? Like, had no interest in the decathlon, kind of just fell into it randomly and was just like, yeah, I want to do that just to prove that I can do it. And, like, the the whole story behind it is crazy of, like, just four years – of nonstop training eight hours a day, like waking up in the morning, running, lifting weights, running again, just like constant training. And then the moment the night before the decathlon event, she said that she like she'd already decided like this was it. After, whether I win it or I lose it, I'm done with sports forever. This this is my one shot essentially. Fucking oh, wins wow. gold and then never never does sports again. And it's just like I don't That's know. That's crazy. Fucking, it's wild. Dude. It is a, <laughs> a wild I don't know. It was just mind-blowing to, like, I don't want to say it's the epitome of, like, that elite mindset, but it very much was just, like, this one person very much was like, yep, I want to prove to everyone that I can do this, and I did it, and now I'm done. I, I have nothing else, to, like, nothing to prove. She fucking broke a world record while competing in that decathlon. Like, eh, I don't know. It's just It was wild. It was just wild to see that.
1: That is wild. That. Like, just the, like you were talking about, like, the mental... Yeah. Like, drive you have to have to be able to do that shit is just nuts. Yeah.
0: Well, and the reason why I also bring that up, is because it got me thinking, and this is no bash on the children of, like, the, the Kardashians or the Jenners. This is not a bash on the, the kids at all. But, like, it also just kind of shows you how the environment that you grow in kind of motivates you or, like, shapes how you... I don't want to say how you act as a person, but, like, obviously... Winning a decathlon takes elite physical, like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're dubbed the greatest athlete for a reason. You're physical, like it's, you know what I mean? Like your genetics are insane. Yeah. And so naturally then at that time, Bruce Jenner's children. And I mean, now Caitlyn Jenner's children. I don't really know how to say it, but you know what I'm saying? The Jenners, the children, Jenners, they have those genetics, but like because of the environment they grew up in, They never had to like strive or prove themselves really, and and again, that's not a bash. That's just just the way it is. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. It's like you have the genetics of like an elite physical athlete, and none of you are athletes. (laughs) So yeah, it just got me. Like, I don't know. It's just fucking funny. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy to think about.
1: Yeah. Because I don't know, I. I would think maybe because I was not blessed with just stupid natural athletic abilities, but I always thought like, man, if I was taller or if I was naturally just faster, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like man, I would work my ass off and like, cause I did work my ass off, you know, in high school when I was playing sports and stuff. But I was like, man, I wish I just had like a little extra help. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, that's, and then you that's got the people thing, that right.
1: have that, and they don't use it. It's just crazy.
0: Well, yeah, and I and I think a big part of that, right? The reason why I say it, it's like your environment is like it comes with wanting to prove something, right? So, like in the example of Caitlyn Jenner, when she was growing up, like she wanted to prove that, I guess she could do it. Like I don't know, it was like an, she was proving it to herself, kind of a deal, or like mm-hmm. you, know, you look at even, I don't know. You look at, I'm trying to think of like another, I don't know. It feels like all these great athletes, right? They either come from hardships or they're coming like with a chip on, they're always, there's always a chip Mm -hmm. on their shoulder. There's something to prove. And yeah. Even in the terms of celebrities or like pro athletes' children. So, like, for example, like LeBron James' son, I feel like his biggest thing is like he wants to prove that he's not just his dad's son. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm not saying he's going to be one of the greatest basketball players ever. That's not my claim at all. I'm just saying that's his drive. His drive is to prove that he is his own person. And like, I don't know, you just, you have stuff like that. And it's like, that's, it's just crazy, dude. Diving into that mindset of like wanting to truly be the best. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it was on my mind. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, like that's, and we've and we've talked about it before but that's literally what sets apart like good athletes and great athletes is the the mental aspect of it or but not even just athletes but i mean you look at anything like people that are in the top of their field like you could say most everybody has like that chip not chip on their shoulder but they just they want to be great you know what i mean oh, like yeah. they have the drive to do that
0: well I'm- and I think we said it last time. Like it's borderline like insanity. You know what I mean? Like to never yeah. t- to never be content with where you're at and always want like that's mm-hmm. that's borderline insane.
1: Yeah. Well, shoot. I mean, you look at like Tom Brady. Like dude's what forty six or seven everything. or something dude's like that. Done everything. And like, literally, like lost his wife over. Just still wanting to go out and prove people wrong on a football field when the motherfucker has won seven Super Bowls. Like, that's yeah. insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, he has all the money insane. in the world, like, had a supermodel wife, and has, you know, won seven fucking championships more than any other person in the history of football. Yeah. And he still was like, nope, fuck it. Still got to go out and do it. And like Like lost his wife because of that. Like, that's just crazy.
0: Yeah. He has won something seven times that some professional football players never won in their whole career. Yeah. Like, that is insane.
1: And he played the most important position on a football team, too. You know what I mean? It's not like he was like a backup punter or something like that.
0: Yeah, dude. Like, that is insane. That that takes a very unique mindset. Or very insane mindset. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, that was just... For one, I really didn't know anything about the decathlon. And, like, you know, I knew... I mean, it was just... I wanted to watch that documentary more specifically about... Because, like, growing up, you know... Obviously, I knew then bruce jenner from like keeping up with the kardashians and like stuff like that but like hearing my dad or like other people talk about him from the decathlon it was like well what the fuck is that like i don't know anything about it so i was yeah. interested in hearing that story and like dude the decathlon is fucking insane
1: yeah it's not easy
0: <laughs> yeah Do i mean this is gonna sound probably like a really fucking stupid question and i apologize but like do they even still do that
1: i have no idea actually
0: i feel like they there's no way they do i feel like i mean because like the whole setup of it the way they were telling about it in the documentary is like every event is supposed to like every what is it succeeding like the next event is to like counteract the event you just did so it's like what was it the example they gave was like oh you do the shot put and like, yeah, you could use all your strength and use all your legs. You know what I mean? To get the best shot put score. But then the next event is the high jump. So you've got to like, you have to find that balance to be able to do everything without destroying your body. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just nuts. And then like the very last event is like the 1500 meter. And it's just, it's insane, dude. Like I can't imagine doing 10 different events in the span of two days.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Like, think about the yeah. just the physical toll that would take on your body. Like, I fucking oh, no. walk up the stairs and I think I'm going to die. Like, I, like,
0: That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. Well, and that's the crazy thing. Like, you know, obviously it showed, like, the, the footage from that decathlon. And, like, the moment that last event, the last the, the 1500 race was over, every other competitor, like, collapsed to the ground because, like, their body was just exhausted. They were just done. Yeah, <laughs> like like it was. It's insane. It's it's nuts. Yeah, I.
1: It's crazy. Well, and even like you see people like running marathons and stuff, and when they get done, they just collapse just because. Oh yeah. Running for that long, but add in fucking all the other stuff from the decathlon, like that's just insane.
0: Yeah, dude. It's I don't know. I I like. It's so funny, right? Because running is just running. And that that sounds so dumb to say. But, like, (laughs) it truly is. You know what I mean? Like, everyone on the planet – well, not everyone on the planet. Most people have the ability to run. You know what I mean? Like, I can run. I could go run right now if I wanted to. Yeah. But, like, to run at that level is such a different fucking thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I talked about it once. I don't know, like 50 episodes ago when I pretended that I was getting in shape and exercising and stuff, and I blatantly said that, like, I didn't realize running didn't necessarily mean going at full sprint the whole time. Like, there's, like, pacing and shit. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just nuts, man. Elite athletes are elite for a reason.
1: Yeah. Well, and I feel like there's a lot of – um a lot of people that maybe don't understand just how ridiculous like some of these athletes are. Like I was talking to Olivia the other day. I don't know if I, I might've mentioned this, but I was watching football and um somebody made like a crazy catch or something. And, and I was like, did you see that catch? Like that was insane. And she was like, Oh yeah. Wow. And I was like, I was like, I wish I could explain to you how fucking hard that is to do because I've tried. Yeah not exact that exact thing obviously but like like the level of athleticism and i told her i was like it's like when you show me hair stuff and i'm like oh yeah looks cool but like you know exactly how hard it is to be able to do pull that off you know what i mean (laughs) and i can't appreciate it i was like it's like the same thing with like sports and like like when i played i played uh the one season of college football and it was just at this small d3 school and you know everybody makes a joke it's like oh just d3 it's whatever like dude i don't care there is a difference in college athletes like i would like to think i was a really good athlete in high school yeah and then when i went there i was like everyone else was just as athletic as me or more athletic you know oh, what i yeah. mean yeah. It was just, like, a different world. And that was just D3. Like, I couldn't imagine going, like, D2 or D1 and seeing, like, some of those people. And, I like, I played with some guys who end up transferring to D1 schools and stuff, so I kind of saw it. But, like, that was just a couple guys, like, not the entire so, yeah, team, imagine, you know? <laughs> imagine a
0: whole team of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, nuts, no, that's what's,
0: that's what's crazy, right, is, like, We don't even have to necessarily talk about athletes. Like you said, anyone who is elite at what they do, what makes them elite is that they make the difficult look easy every time they do it. Yeah. So, like, you talk about those wide receivers and stuff making catches or, like, like you said, live people cutting hair. It's like the reason why those people get paid the money they get paid and the reason why they're treated as, like, the elite is because they do that hard shit consistently, easily.
1: Yeah. And it's just crazy. Like, I don't know. Like, I remember, I think I might have told you this story before, but I remember one of the first days I was at, uh, I played football at Defiance um, College. And one of the first days I was playing, I was playing safety and the quarterback rolled out. And so in our system that we had, I was the force player. Like if the quarterback broke the pocket, so that meant I had to go up and like force him to either run or throw the ball. Um, So he couldn't just like stand there and wait for somebody to get open. So he rolled out to my side and I took off after him. And I remember like taking a, I had a good angle on him. I was like, Oh, I'm about to sack this dude. Like, you know, I was a freshman playing against, you know, like the older guys. I was like, fuck it. Like, like I got excited. I was like, "Oh, I'm about right. to eat this dude's lunch, man!" This dude takes like one little side eye look at me, like out of his periphery, saw me, and just turned on another gear that I just was not used to, and just completely just dusted me. And I was mm. like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "I am not in Kansas anymore." <laughs> like it no, was, yeah. It was a real wake up call.
0: Yeah, and those are the great. Like, I don't know. I it takes a big person, right, to see a wake up call and like be humbled by it, as opposed to being like outraged by it. And I think I've probably told it on here. Similar to that situation, you know, I went to I went to IU, which has like a famous music program, like a, right up there with like Juilliard and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you don't know, Juilliard is like the greatest music program in the United States. Mm -hmm. um and so like but you know at 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 our high school i was probably one of the the better percussionists i won award after award like voted on like by my peers you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. by my peers and by my teachers like like you were kind of saying I, i was kind of elite at what i did in band in high school and i remember you know wanting to go to iu and go to their music school and stuff and to do that, I had to do an audition for like their drum line. And if I mm-hmm. remember correctly, their drum line is the only thing like in the marching band that you have to audition for because their drum line is legitimately like world famous. Like they've toured around the world and performed. Yeah. Um, so, and it's also just because there's limited, you know, you don't need fucking. 50 percussionists you need like maybe right. 10. <laughs> um, so there's limited uh limited space and I remember going to that audition not necessarily full of myself but like you know I felt like I belonged like I felt like I was good yeah and dude I mean within a half an hour maybe of us like all practicing the parts together I really like even and this is just band you know what I mean like this isn't sports but this is going to a D1 school and like that level you know what I mean yeah, and just hearing those people play, I immediately was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not on this level." Like, I, it immediately clicked in my head of like, "This isn't right. This isn't where I'm. At. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna succeed in this environment." And that's not like a. I was embarrassed. I, I truly, I remember going up to like the dude in charge audition. And I was like, "Hey, look, I'm not gonna waste your time. I can tell that I'm not up to this level. Like, I'm not up to this this par." Um, I was like, so I think it's probably just better if if I save both of us time here. And like, you know, you, you like I essentially, I mean, I just, I don't want to say I quit, but that is what I did. But I quit because I was very humbled in a sense of like, yeah. oh <laughs> shit, yeah, I'm not ready for this. And like, I'm not going to sit here and embarrass myself and make these people like, yeah. try to politely tell me that I suck. Like, I'll just go home and, <laughs> and I mean, I, I kept, I kept at it. So like, I don't know. I stayed in the music program for a little bit and like, you know, did the classes and stuff and like, and I practiced, you know, like I wanted to, I wanted to try to get to that level, but I just realized that I was like, I, I'm losing my interest in music because of this. And I was yeah. like, I don't want to, I don't want to end up hating music for this. And it, you know, I guess it comes back to the mindset that we were talking about. I was like, I didn't have that mindset to like, to do that. I was like, I love this. I love music as like a hobby. I don't want to I don't want to take it farther than this. I'm content with where I'm at. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I totally get that cuz I mean, like I said, I only played a year there and I wish I would have stuck with it and played more, but that was part of the reason that I left because well, for one, a bunch of my buddies that I had made up there, they were leaving and I didn't want to be up there by myself. Two, I didn't really get along with the coaching staff very well, which was mostly me just being a little shithead, eighteen-year-old kid, you know, like not in a great mental state, not you know, I was like four hours away from home, and I don't know, I, and and realizing that, like, oh, I'm not like I'm not the best one here, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I'm, yeah, and. I remember uh, I was basically our, our second string strong safety and uh, our our starting one got hurt. And in my head, I was like, oh, my God, like I'm going to get a chance to start like varsity because like I started right. JV and played every JV game. But like varsity, that's like the big show. You know what I mean? Like, that's I'm going to yeah. play on Saturday. You know what I mean? And they ended up moving a guy that was a senior over to play strong safety just for that game. And I remember just being so, like, discouraged by that and pissed. And I could have, like, taken that and used that as, like, fuel and, like, worked harder and, you know, tried to prove the coaches wrong or whatever, you know, the old cliches. But my – dumbass I took it in the opposite way I was like man fuck these coaches like they don't give a shit about me you know what I mean like yeah. when in all reality you know they're trying to win football games like that's their job you know what I mean so, and they right. thought this guy who had more experience was going to give them a better chance to win than a freshman but I just remember being so upset and mad because in my, in my mind, I was better than that guy that they put there. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, I'm, of course. I'm next up. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's my spot. Like that guy's done nothing to take that spot from me. Right. And, uh, just like very humbling, like you said. And then, you know, I got all pissy and I was a shithead at practice and then try super hard after that and I ended up quitting and leaving. Um, And looking back on it now, you know, it's like, wow, I was the worst. Like, what the hell was I doing? (laughs) Like, I should have stayed and played and worked hard or even if I transferred somewhere else or something, you know what I mean? Um, Right. But just at that moment, what the whole point I was making with this is like I was starting to hate football and football is what I've loved my whole life. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to. Right. I didn't want to lose that feeling like I didn't want to lose my love for the game just because of some dumb shit, you know what I mean? And yeah, I ended well. up quitting and um, I came back home and uh, you know, commuted to school and luckily um, the high school football coach that coached us coached me when I was a senior, um asked me to come and help coach and I was like yeah okay I'll I'll give it a try whatever you know I was still kind of sour on football and then I went back and I coached and I just like fell back in love with the game and like that's my favorite thing in the world to do now you know what I mean is coach football oh, yeah. like yeah
0: absolutely. it's a good thing I, I didn't I, think...
1: I didn't completely lose my love for it you know what I mean
0: yeah I was gonna say I think that's like the threshold for people right is like you know I I don't obviously people who are like the elite athletes of the sport, they obviously have a love for it, but it's like I, you almost want to ask them of like, do you actually like, do you still love this sport or is it just like, is it all that you know at this point? You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Like, are you doing it because Mm -hmm. you love it? or Are you doing it because like, it's your means to survive now?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right.
0: So I don't know. It's just,
1: and I think you can tell though, like in the NFL, like especially like there's guys that get drafted super high, right? Because they're just yeah incredible athletes, but they don't end up being very good in the NFL because I feel like a lot of them do. They just look at it as a job. They're like, oh, it's my job. Right. Like, yeah, I'm a really good athlete and I'm good at this, but like they might not work as hard or put as much into it.
0: Well, yeah, that is the like guys that, was, that are elite. Right. That was. It sounds mean to say. There's nothing wrong with this. Like that was their end goal, you know what I mean like they got they got drafted, they're in the n f l like they're they're employed, you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's literally just getting a job, and again, there's nothing wrong with that, like by all means, like if that's what you want to do, do, but like like you were saying, that's what separates them from like the the guys that are on the next next level because it's like, yeah, it's a job for them, but I don't know they they have this different passion for it, yeah, but yeah, I don't know, that's just. Crazy, man.
1: It was crazy. Sorry, I didn't mean to get like super like deeper in depth with
0: that, but that just no, en- kind of really it. tied
1: in with what we were talking about.
0: No, yeah, I absolutely enjoyed it. And I mean I guess part of me wanted to ask without being too too uh I guess forward. Do you think so you you mentioned like hypothetically, like, yeah, you could have transferred, you could done this, you could done that do you think that would have made a difference or do you think ultimately you still would have ended up wanting to leave football because it wouldn't have been – like you were losing your love for it regardless type of deal?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I'd like to think that a change of scenery, like a different environment would have helped. Mm. Um, just because, like I said, a lot of it was like I was mad at the coaches. And all right. my friends were leaving, and I was just kinda gonna be by myself. you know what i mean, yeah, and like if i if I really really liked the coaches, that might have swayed me to stay um because i i was still I still would have known some of the guys that some of them stayed, you know what I mean, but right um I don't know, uh I feel like. I don't know. You can you can always sit and play the what if game, because yeah. um, I think you know what if I went to one of the other places that offered me to come and play. You know what I mean? Like, would I still right, played? Right. Would I be in a different position? Blah blah blah. But I don't know. I feel like I don't know if I would have found coaching like I did. Um, mm. I'm sure I still would have probably got into it, but just like I said, just coming back and like. Refalling in love with the game was just such an awesome experience for me so i'm kind of glad that i left and i didn't try to transfer somewhere or, you know do something yeah. because then i mean i wouldn't be where i am now i probably wouldn't have found my wife and you know like everything would be a lot different so i am yeah dude, i'm, I'm yeah, happy about that but there's still that competitor in me that's like I could have done that shit. I could have went somewhere and been successful. You know what I mean? But
0: yeah, I just,
1: I'll never
0: know. Well, I like, guess. Yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, you can always play the what if game. Cause even I play it with like, with the band stuff, you know, what if I would have went to a, a smaller school? What if I wouldn't have, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I do the same thing, but I believe in my heart of hearts, which again, it's, it's different because it's, it's banned. It's not, you know, ath, athletics per se. Um, but I think I would have probably still ended up uh, throwing in the towel on it. I don't think, Yeah. I don't think I was meant for a career in music. I think music was always supposed to be my hobby.
1: Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, you're damn good at it. So,
0: <laughs> Oh, Hey, thanks. I like to think I'm pretty decent at it.
1: Yeah. But, but I don't, I don't know. know. It's I was just, just it's one of those things is everybody has what ifs and regrets, you know what I mean? Like,
0: oh yeah what if i, I remember move across talking. the world at 22 yeah right <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i remember talking to olivia's dad one time and he was like yeah you know one time i got offered uh, to go on this it was like some boat thing i don't know he like is really into like boats and stuff. And he like had a chance he could have went and been like a, a crew member or something on a boat and just like sailed around like the, it was like a tourist boat, I think. And he would have been like a crew member on it and like helped run the boat and all that stuff. And he, he was like, he was like, man, you know, I just, sometimes I I really wish that I would have done that. He's like, but you know, I wouldn't have my family and stuff now that I do. So, you can always look back and think about what ifs, but, you know, the more important things is where you're at now and what you're doing going forward.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything that happens in your life shapes you for, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it all it all plays a role into it. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm a little worried. I feel like some kids are about to come into my classroom because there's a class that's about to start, but it shouldn't be starting in this classroom. I don't want to have a repeat scenario of last time. <laughs> um, we might be good. Class literally starts in one minute. So I think if they were having class in here, they would already be in here. Uh, gotcha. That's I just heard noise in the hallway and I got a little nervous because it sounded like it was right outside the door. <laughs> um, But no, yeah, like you were saying, like everybody. Everybody has those what if moments and like everybody. I don't know. It's just. Goes back to kind of what we were saying at the beginning of the episode of like, you think these things are unique to you. And it's like, no, there's a lot of people that have experienced those exact things. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, that's not to, I don't know, I don't, that, that sounded a little rude when I said it as if it like takes away from the uniqueness of your experience. That's not what I mean. I just, I just mean, you no, no, alone. The, people go through similar things.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, here's, uh, here's a
0: crazy thing to think about in terms of everybody being the same. Um, Everybody had to be taught not to shit their pants. Yeah. So you can think about that next time you meet somebody for the first time and you're nervous. Just remember <laughs> that they had to learn not to shit their pants just like you.
1: So. <laughs> we're talking about Olivia's little brothers. Um, like the her dad having to like wipe their ass when they were little and stuff. And I told Olivia, I was like, if we have kids – I'm not wiping their ass. Like, I'll change their diapers, whatever, but if they're big enough to poop on the toilet, they can wipe their own ass. <laughs> and Livy was like... Oh,
0: yeah. Livy was
1: like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, like, that's that's ridiculous. Like, wipe your own ass. If you, if you can sit on the toilet and poop, you gotta wipe your own ass. That's not my job anymore. <laughs> and she yeah. was like, I'm sure your mom wiped your ass. And I was like, nah, never happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, she didn't, because I don't wipe my ass now, so... <laughs>
1: Dude, speaking of that, did oh, did God. I tell you about, <laughs> did I tell you about the, uh, my, my bidet?
0: <gasps> you got a bidet?
1: Well, not really.
0: Oh, God damn it. I was so excited for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, our, uh, something with our washer was messed up. I, I wasn't our washer it was our our pipes um and so like when the washer would run like the bathtub like through the like water would come through the drain like up through the drain and like fill the bathtub up a little bit okay and it was just like the water that was draining from the washer and then it would like fill our bathtub up because they're right next to each other like the rooms are right next to each other Right. so we were like there's something you know with the pipes that are messed up like so um i tried to like snake it or whatever um and i didn't really get anything out of it and i was like what the fuck like what is going on and so like i told her dad about it and he said he'd come over and check it and see what was going on and so um I sat down on the toilet like the next day or something. And I'm, you know, scrolling on my phone, playing games with it, you know, my normal uh, poop routine. Right, <laughs> um,
0: right.
1: And Olivia had started the washer, apparently.
0: And all of a sudden. Oh, no.
1: I just hear bloop, 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 bloop. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And then the water in the toilet. Starts jumping up and hitting me in the asshole. Oh no! And I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" It's like you know you've heard those stories about how like snakes can come out of the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was I was so confused as to what was going on, and I was like, "I live! Like I just fucking yelled. <laughs> she was like. What? I was like, stop the washer. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was just getting spritzed in the asshole by this water because my pipes were all fucked up.
0: That is awful. That is the worst I, day experience I've ever heard.
1: I couldn't get up because it would have just like <laughs> like probably went out onto the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: You were you were the first line of defense there, dude. <laughs> so were, I I was
1: yeah, I was the lid. Like, I had to, like. Yeah. <laughs> I just. It scared the hell out of me. And so, I was like, you need to get your dad here to fix this shit now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bidets, bidets are fun and nice when you know that you're doing them. But when you get an accidental bidet, it's a bit of a scare.
1: And unsolicited bidets would not recommend.
0: <laughs> Zero out of ten. Felt a little violated, <laughs> probably.
1: Absolutely, I did.
0: Oh, that is hysterical, Did i live and die by the bidet. Bidet is a life changer.
1: Uh, I've never experienced one except for except for that instance.
0: Yeah, well, that was that was probably a bad experience, but a true, honest one. It's very nice. It's just it's so convenient, dude. It gets rid of the whole having to wipe seventeen thousand times. <laughs> it's so good
1: i've heard I've heard they're great
0: they're they're scary at first. I'm not gonna lie it is a it is a tough decision to to take on the life of a bidet, but once you cross over, there's no going back <laughs> so i i'm
1: curious do you still like wipe your ass because like yes, yes you do okay. Cause if it just squirts you with water and then you just got a wet ass, you're walking around with a wet ass all
0: day. Yeah, no, those people are. Insane. Which I
1: do anyway, because of my sweat. But I mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, that's swamp ass. That's a little different. <laughs> no, yeah. So the purpose of a bidet, right? So here's my th- my theory, because I can't really see what's going on in my butthole when I'm wiping. My theory is right. <laughs> When you poop and you get the whole the marker situation where it's like you keep wiping and wiping and wiping, but they're still brown. Um,
1: yeah, it's the worst.
0: Yeah, part of that is because there's probably a little piece of poo-poo still stuck on your bunghole. You yeah. can't feel it or see it, but you just keep wiping it so it keeps smearing on the paper. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what a bidet does is it shoots a laser beam of water <laughs> right at your asshole and it gets all that debris out of the way, you know. It, like a power washer, a good... yeah, like a power washer, like a dishwasher, like pretty much washing anything. It gives it a, a high pressure of water, and then you take a wet pa- or you take a paper towel and you get in there and you dry yourself off and get whatever little residue may remain, and you're done. I don't think I've wiped my ass more than twice after using a bidet. That's how clean it gets it. Fantastic.
1: Like everything
0: I've ever wanted. Yeah, dude, it is life-changing. <laughs> 10 out of 10, would recommend. <laughs> I love it. And who would have thought we would do a whole episode that would start with poop and end with poop? We truly <laughs> are elite podcasters.
1: Yeah. Pretty much so pros at what. this point.
0: That's what I'm saying. So everybody listening, go ahead and call your parents. Tell them, thank you for teaching me to not shit my pants. Yep. And then after that phone call, look into getting a bidet if you don't have one. Because you'll thank me. I promise you'll thank me. Oh,
1: look at the time. Probably going to head out, but I uh, appreciate you guys stopping by. Um, make sure you like and subscribe to uh, get a notification so you can join us every week on Mondays whenever we're out here talking about nothing. See ya.